Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. All right, guys, we got another uh, Q&A today. We got lots to discuss on the agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to start off with a few things before, prior to going into the questions? Yeah, we'll start with the winner last week. Um, if you guys listened to the podcast, I want to say it was a Q&A or something. Either way, I said I'm going to announce a winner. Leave a five-star rating and review. We're going to send you a shirt, um, a tailored shirt. So there's some really good reviews. So we're going to pick one of these, but I'm going to read a few off. Um, this I hope, I hope the winner listens to this episode to be able to send you the address. I know. <laughs> well, this is the – okay, so the secret to getting people to listen to your podcast, <laughs> tell them that you're going to announce it in the coming week there and they'll go. listen to every episode. Tell it announces. Yeah. Okay. For podcasters out there, it's a good way to get downloads. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, this one is from Risky Fitness. The value of this podcast dot, 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 dot. That's what's titled. Well, actually, it could be worth a college degree, but it's completely free, and I've been consuming it every single day, multiple times a day, and even enjoying the free content he and his team provides through the Tailored Coaching website. You can tell how much passion, education, and experience has gone into this podcast. Thank you so much, Cody, and all of those at the Tailored Coaching Method. Looking forward to what you have in store for coaches down the road. Good good review. I don't know if we're going to pick that one, but I love I love that she said – College degree. Or actually, I don't know if it's a she. It's a Risky Fitness, so who knows who it is. So thank you, Risky Fitness, first of all. But the fact that she said it's like a college degree is the coolest thing, um, especially because sometimes in college you don't actually learn as much as you would expect yeah, in the sure. fitness industry even. Absolutely. Um, a lot of different industries. Yeah, very true. And uh, and then the ending where she said, look forward to what you have in store for coaches down the road. We do have something in store. I'm just going to kind of plug it again because we're like a month and a half away or so. Um, we're planning to launch the first week of September, but... You guys will hear more of this soon. Uh, our CSO, Dr. Brandon Roberts, uh, one of our head coaches, Caroline Ofenstein, and then myself, um, Cody McBroom. Uh, we are doing a – just got to throw that out there. Make sure they know <laughs> who's talking. Um, we are going to do a mentorship. It's going to be like a very interactive, collaborative mentorship. There is nine lectures already recorded, so presentations by us. Um, and there's going to be live Facebook group. Uh, videos every single week answering questions the first first like go about we're literally only going to let like 10 to 15 people in you're going to put live facebook no so so they're going to be live or they're going to be recorded lives those are so the lectures are already recorded we already finished all those the lectures the lectures and then we're going to do lives to go over the lectures and answer questions so imagine those are going to be live Yep. Okay. So people can join me because then, you know, I do a lecture on, uh, for example, one of them is, is business development. Okay. Everybody gets on the live after they've watched lecture one, ah. the module gone through module one assignments, and then we can get on a live and I can troubleshoot with them. There's also going to be a Facebook group for daily interaction, they yeah. answer questions, stuff like that. So, um, is this something that people sign up for in a, in like, say, Hey, we're doing a six week block this week. Let's see how many people we can get in. Or is this an, a rolling, uh, enrollment? It's, it's 12 weeks long. Okay. So it's it's going to be like basically you sign up for 12 weeks right out the gate. Can you say say it starts September 1st. If whoever signed up by September 1st is in or can they, they sign up October 13th? No. no. September 1st. Yep. Give it's very exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so literally we're going to launch it. It's a three-month process. Like I said, we're only going to allow 10 to 15 people. And the reason being is because we've never done something like this before. Yeah. So we want to be able to provide as much value. And the best way to do that is to be able to actually communicate with the people inside of yeah, it. Yeah, to give so, you feedback too. So you're literally getting coaching from yeah. us, you know, on how to be a better coach. But um, because of that, we're only going to let a certain amount of people in. And once we launch it and get those people in, doors closed. There Nobody else go. is getting in until the next time we launch it, which won't be for at least three months later, if not longer. Because, yeah. you know, if we get done and we're, we have a list of things that we want to improve, Bingo. it's going to take us a couple months to yep. launch the next one. That's dope. Um, so I'm excited. It's going to be really good. We've yeah. been working on it for a while now. And I think it's a good combination of people. We have a researcher. We have somebody who has a lot of experience in the nutrition field, our head coach. And then we have myself. 
who runs the company yeah. who started this all. You know what I mean? So that's dope. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, all right, here's another good review from McCain M Kane twenty three. I cannot thank you enough for providing so much insight into the health and fitness world and doing it for no cost to us listeners. I have learned not only how to design a training program and become a better trainer, but also to have more grateful, how to be more grateful and positive. I discovered this podcast during a hard time in my life, and it has completely changed my perspective on life in so many impactful ways. Cody, you rock. Please be my life coach. <laughs> Shoot me a DM. No, I'm just playing. Um, I'm not a life coach, but uh, that's a that's a cool way to sign off. Um, it's it's honestly kind of crazy that it has this impact. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's that's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's. Is it weird being the source of the impact? It's really weird. It's sometimes it's it's weird talking to people on the phone sometimes because they're like, "Whoa, this is so crazy." I'm like, "Why?" And they're like, "Because I listen to your podcast." So it's like, you sound exactly like you sound on the podcast. I'm like, "It's because it's really me." <laughs> or like that one time we were at the Luke Bryant. I think it was a Luke Bryant concert. Was that its Comedy? Who's, who's Luke Bryant? Or not Luke Bryant. Luke Combs. There you go. There you go. Not a big country guy. Um, <laughs> I actually hate Luke Bryan. Nothing against him as a person, yeah, but no T. Can't stand his music. It's Brian or Bryant. Brian. Oh, no. That's tea. why you said who's Luke. Okay. Anyway, um, somebody, a podcast listener, ran into me there, and I was double fisting beers, <laughs> <laughs> like just standing in the hall by myself at a country concert. I was waiting for Chan to get out of the bathroom. They were bo- weren't both my beers, but. Um, Super fucking cool. That's a really good review. Um, here's another good one. Tiny McGee. <laughs> That's such an awesome name. <laughs> so awesome. I hope he's like six foot one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is this is completely unrelated, but every time I hear or something I, like yeah, that. Sorry. Tiny McGee could be a girl too. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad used to work with this guy uh, named Richard Brains. So people called him Dick Brains. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. but he was huge. <laughs> like, he was a beast. So, like, you have to be really good friends with them. So, when my dad first met him, and my dad's, like, five. He says five, seven, but he's got to be, like, five, six. He's he's a small dude. Yep. Like, meeting him, and everybody's calling this guy Dick Brains. He was like, I just didn't say a word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's huge. All right. Uh, one of the best out there. This podcast has gotten better and better. I am awestruck that Cody is only in his 20s. His knowledge and his self-awareness and life perspective is wise beyond his years. I say this as a woman who is about to turn 47. It is way more than a fitness podcast. Lots of awesome self-development info as well. That's really cool because, I mean, I don't think 47 is like old or anything, but the fact that I'm able to relate to many different ages, you know, I mean, some of my friends are... 30, 40, 50. So my clients are 30, yeah. 40, 50, 60. So the conversations I've had over the years and the stuff I've read, I think it allows me to speak to more than just 28 year old males. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, which technically I'm not even 28 yet almost, but, um, that's a really cool podcast too. What? And I'm glad it's getting, or I mean, good review. I'm glad it's oh. getting better and better because it's hard to keep coming up with more and more and more content. Um, I, I think there's three reviews. No, there was like seven, but some of them were short. Those are the ones you broke down to the winners. Yeah. Those are the three winners we got to choose one to send a shirt though. I think, what do you think? Which one? (laughs) Little McGee. Just cause you like the name. I actually, I I like them all. I like all the reviews. So what else am I supposed to go off of? Tiny McGee. Oh, well, um, all right. We are going to go with, uh, M Kane 23, who said best is an understatement. Um, you described how much this has impacted your life and that's why I'm choosing that that's one. That's sick. It's really yeah. cool. So, um, M so the one said that he was going through a hard time. Yep. That's sick. Yeah. M McCain 23. Uh, what you need to do now is shoot Tori an email, Tori at tailored coaching method.com. We need your mailing address and your shirt size That is a T- and your real name. That is a T O R I. T-O-R-I. Thank you. Yep. I've had people say like, hey, I was trying to get in touch with Tori and she never emails me back. And I'm like, what was the email you used? And it's T-O-R-Y. Yeah. Like, oh, that's why. Wrong yeah. email. Um, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, Tori at tailoredcoachingmethod.com. Tell us your name because M. Kane probably isn't actually your name. Um, obviously for your mailing address and mailing address and shirt size. And we will send you a shirt uh, within the next couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Boom. We had something else to announce. You were just talking about how... Um it's extremely hard to keep on coming up with more and more and more and yeah. more and more content. It's not even, we've come up, we've had such hard times 
or not me. <laughs> I just clicked record, but <laughs> you coming up, you uh, you coming up with new content, new content, new content. We've 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 sometimes and a lot of the time having to repeat content, but a lot of the content that you speak about has evolved in the space also. So it's a, it it you know is is quote unquote new content mm-hmm. because it's evolved, but it's also just reiterating and stuff. But you know it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to keep talking about the same thing you've talked about two or three times or even come up with new content. Yeah. Unless it's, unless my stance on it has changed there you go. dramatically, yeah. it's hard to, because like, it's evolved. Exactly. So like the diet break one is easy for me to talk about right now yeah. because new research has come out and it's yeah. changed my stance on it. Yeah. But we've done so much content with diet breaks. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but the point of us sharing this with you is because we are going to be, so right now we do podcasts every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we do a Monday motivation. Publishing publish them yeah. Yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of topic and then we do a interview and then a Q&A we are still going to be doing a Q&A and an interview every single week but we are going to combine the two others so it's either going to be a motivational podcast which I am committing to it being longer than 10 minutes since we're dropping one podcast per week because usually Monday motivations are pretty short yeah um, say about 20 usually yeah I guess I get carried away yeah. I always go into it like this will be like 10 minutes and yeah. then um, and then the topics we will, we will be still like, we'll be doing basically one of those. So every Monday we'll have a podcast every Wednesday and every Friday going forward, starting this coming week. Um, as you guys are listening to this, this is Friday. So, um, Oh, you're listening to this on my birthday. So next week we are changing this. Um, not because I don't have anything to say either. Like I, the, the way we framed that doesn't completely explain the situation, but as the business grows and my responsibilities are spread out more. Um, certain and things grow, become yeah. more and more important. Uh, and now that Travis is here full time, there's more and more things that we can do. So it's like, okay, podcasting is great and we do a lot of it and it's still going to be my favorite medium, but maybe we cut back on one podcast per week, deliver more value because we can provide a better quality podcast if we don't have to record so many. Um, and then I can use that time to create the free guides yeah. or this course that we're building for coaches and stuff like that. And the free guides is something I'm excited for because once, once we get down how we're going to be doing this every month, we'll be giving, literally giving away basically an ebook yeah. for free every, every single month, Yeah, which I don't, not that many people do like, which, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. It's going to be a really cool way to give you guys even more free value. Um, but the reason I'm telling you guys just announced starting next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday will be the podcast. Uh, no more than that anymore. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this and you think uh, we should start posting on Cody's TikTok. <laughs> Please give us ideas yeah. and what you want to see. And if you want to see Cody dance to some uh, pre- so, some songs. So I feel like we almost have to dance or do something, you know? Yeah. Like it has to be funny. Yeah. You know what I thought about doing? What? You're, you're going to hate this. I'm, I'm not, just going to click record. Well, this I was going to uh, like play pranks on you and film them. And put those on there because yeah. that's like who else can I play pranks on? Yeah, nobody. You're the only person to see. Like I always want to put something on this door. Have you yeah. ever done that? Put like a water bottle on the top of the door and let somebody o- like just barely crack it. Yeah, and then they open it and it falls. I would be furious if you don't film it. I mean, if you, yeah. you better film it. You'd be you're pissed. Gonna, yeah. Then if you film it, you're like, okay, fuck. Yeah. God damn it. At least good, got content. Good content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, guess what? It comes right back around, buddy. So. Yeah, I know. That's why I haven't done it. But I really am serious about that. If you do have like – if you if you are on TikTok and you're like, I love TikTok because yeah. we watch – I watch these kind of videos or I do this kind of thing, please let us know. Shoot yeah. us a DM. Shoot yeah. us an email uh, because we would love to – see what people are actually watching because we don't know much about TikTok right now. For sure. But it is a good platform. I yeah. mean, it's there's a lot of people on it. All right. Well, we got to fix this. Okay. We'll stop it right there. Yeah. Dude, there's like a, some kind of frequency uh, interference. What does that mean? Like – Oh, here we go. Like a self – oh. It's this. Yeah, it is. Oh, so it's not the sp- it's not the mic. It's the Splitter. headphones. Or the connection. Yeah, that's what it sounds like in my headphones. Yeah, it's not. It's fucking a man. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, it's bad now. Yeah, it's this though, which is good. It, it's still recording normal. They're not gonna hear it right there. Just put that down or something. Oh yeah, we got it. Hello, 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 hello. How do you think that they won't hear it? I heard it when I was editing. You heard that when you were editing? Remember last time we stopped in the middle and we were like trying to fix it? Uh, did you? I 100% okay. heard it. Well, let's make a point to get me a list of shit to order today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <DJ. laughs> And I'll click purchase. 
All right, um, let's get into these questions. Yeah, I think that's um, the last announcement. Actually, real quick, are you wearing uh, T-Max? Yep. Damn, I haven't seen those in a while, man. Yep. T-Max, uh, Tracy McGrady, right? Nice job, yeah. yeah. They kind of remind me of the and one shoes. Do you remember those that were sure. that were like half yeah. one color? Yeah. I feel like everybody had those. Yeah. The baby blue and white ones or the gray and burgundy yeah. ones. Yeah. Those were sick. Do you remember those? And one. Yeah, and one took over for a while. Yeah, they did. Right. Very short period of time. It was like fourth grade. And that's it. When and one mixtape tour was out. Oh yeah. On ESPN. Yep. All right, we're starting right here. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right, first question comes from Lynn Tastic. In your recent podcast with Jackson Pios? Pios. Yep. He briefly mentioned strategies for dealing with hunger during a cut. Could you elaborate on that? While mindset adjustments or nutrition strategies or other changes can make um, – or other changes can, can – or wait, hold on. Could you elaborate on that? What mindset adjustments or nutrition strategies or other changes can we make during a cut when hunger is high? And how do you know when you should eat something or when you should just wait it out? This is one of the reasons why, even if you're, if you're not working with a coach, you got to do it yourself. But this is one of the reasons why I think everybody needs to have a timeline of their diet. Because if you come to me with this question and you say, hey, I'm working with a coach. I am on a 16-week diet phase, right? a 16-week fat loss phase, and it is week seven. I am starting to get tired. I'm starting to get hungry, whatever yeah. it is. I'm going to say, okay, we have enough time. Let's take a diet break. Let's get back to it. Right. So yes, eat more food, take a diet break, get back to it. If you tell me this and you're on a 12 week diet and you're on week 10, I'm going to say, Hey, toughen it up. Yeah. We're almost there. Part of dieting is being hungry. The definition of a calorie deficit is restricting food. <laughs> so like you're going to be hungry. Yeah. Um, so sometimes you do just have to like, I mean, it sounds brutal, but just suck it up because it, it is part of the grind. Um, and being hungry isn't necessarily. Yeah. And, and being hungry isn't necessarily a bad thing. It, it's, this isn't true, but in a way it's kind of saying things are working. Yeah. If you're hungry, you're probably definitely in a deficit, yeah. you know, and your metabolism's working enough to try to trigger some hunger response. Therefore, you're probably going to be getting results. Yeah. So a lot of times it is like drink water, uh, drink coffee, drink tea. Caffeine helps a little bit. Water helps a little bit. This is actually a case where I, I do like fat burners. Um, fat burners aren't great as a supplement to just like literally burn fat. Um, but they can be good for appetite suppressant. So, um, most of the good ones, I mean, top notch nutrition legion. Um, there's not a whole lot of brands I actually go to. I think Dimatize might have one, but like, I don't, I don't use fat, fat burners very often. So when I do, I go with the companies I trust. But the point is, is you don't take them and go, oh, I'm going to burn more fat because of this. It's like it actually has appetite suppressants in it and it there helps you, you not be so hungry. Yeah. So sometimes fat burners are helpful. Tea, water, um, choosing more fibrous and more filling foods is one of the biggest things. Like I had somebody, client that I just did this with, uh, talked to this about yesterday. Same exact issue, hunger, cravings. And I look at the diet and there's like two, two of the meals are whey protein based. One of the meals is Greek yogurt based. There was no meat. Um, wow. there was no, there was a little bit of lettuce, but like very little vegetables at all. Um, sugary fruits with low fiber. So I was like, Hey, let's switch your, your fruit sources to fruits with seeds. Cause seeds have more fiber. They're going to be more filling and they're lower calories. You can have more of them. Let's switch. Uh, let's add in some broccoli, some asparagus, some green beans, some Brussels sprouts, some bell peppers, like vegetables that are going to like fill you up. Um, let's eat meat because meat is satiating compared to whey protein. Whey protein is, is already digested for you. It's, yeah. it's powder. Yes, it can be helpful, but replacing meals with that isn't going to help hunger. It's not going to do shit for hunger. So we didn't have to increase calories or eat more of those low satiating foods. We had to eat more satiating foods. Change. Period. Um, so sometimes it's just changing the food groups you're eating. Um, but th those are like, honestly, the those and then a diet break are the only strategies I think that actually help. Um, the rest is... Like there's no hacks to this. Like when you diet, you're going to get hungry. Doing those things during a diet is, is paramount because if you eat those filling voluminous foods, it is going to help you get through it. If you drink a lot of water, it's going to help you. If you drink caffeine and coffee and green tea, you can't overdo caffeine, but drinking those daily is going to help. Um, potentially a fat burner going to help. Um, and then last but not least, like just knowing that like if you're in the diet, remember why you're doing it because sometimes you just got to suck it up and get through it. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you're, a quarter to a halfway through the diet and you're 
really hung, like take a diet break. And that can be a signal of how frequently you need diet breaks. So for some people, this is why we take a diet break every third week is because we know after two weeks dieting, they start to feel it for sure. before it gets too much. Let's give you a diet break, get back to it. So you have two weeks on one week off, two weeks on one week off. Some people is every four weeks. We talk about this all the time, but that's one of the best benefits of diet break. So um, those are, those are my recommendations. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with being hungry. I actually think more people need to talk about this in the coaching space. A lot of coaches try to act like dieting is so easy, but it's not, it's yeah. a grind and it's fine. That For I mean, sure. it makes you stronger in life. All right. Uh, next question. It's coming from Jesse Hermiller. I know that you have your weekly uh, your average weekly calorie intake. As for me, I follow a weekend warrior approach. I eat less during the w- the week and more on the weekends, but s- still staying in my deficit. Is there any evidence that shows calories swinging too low during the week and eating your calories on weekends would hurt your progress? I do much lower calories during the week because of my job, and I'm able to f- be fine on it and eat way more on the weekends. So this is one of those ones that, in theory – being a weekend warrior works because like she said, evidence would actually show that weekly caloric intake matters most. Mm-hmm. So if you're low so, on some days, high on the others, but your weekly calories are in check Monday to Sunday, Monday to Sunday, you're good. Yeah. Um, there's a, like some indirect reasons why I don't like this approach. Um, the first one being if you're eating super low calorie during the week days and high on the weekends, you're basically in, a, in an extreme deficit during 90% or more of your training. Mm-hmm. Most people train Monday through Friday, take the weekend off or some who work out Saturday, but still have the majority of their training sessions throughout the week. And even if you're eating higher calorie on Saturday, Sunday, you're waking up Saturday to lift with low calories from the day before. Right. And yeah. that means you're going to go into that session with less low fuel. fuel. Yeah. Um, so I think your performance is going to be hindered, which is going to lead to less caloric expenditure. So you're not going to burn as many calories in your workouts. You're not going to build as much muscle. You're not going to get stronger so I think you're hurting yourself indirectly by lowering performance and recovery from those sessions because you're dieting during the week. I think that sometimes this leads to an unhealthy relationship with dieting and food because they'll restrict so much during the weekend and then binge, or sorry, on the weekdays and then binge on the weekends where it's like an all or not all or nothing. Be a, way beyond their deficit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like, oh, I eat a few more calories. It's like, no, you're eating. I mean, this is what I used to do. I used to intermittent fast every day, but Sunday or Saturday is the only day I didn't. And Monday through Friday, I was like on point with my diet, eating clean. It was in like a slight deficit. So I was getting leaner. And then on Saturday we'd work out in the morning and it was cheat day. We used to like start with like donuts lift and then hit the bakery after and get cookies. And then I'd go to dinner. Like, dude, it was just all out cheat day. Like it was crazy. And then I gained like four pounds and then I'd lose that four pounds throughout the week and then gain it again on Saturday. It was like this vicious cycle and I would feel like shit when I did it. Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> and Saturday. By the time Saturday night rolls around, I'm just like <laughs> falling asleep on the couch <laughs> at 8 p.m. as a 20-year-old. <laughs> so pathetic. But is, uh, it, it, it was fun doing – like I mean I remember going to like Salty's Buffet, which is oh yeah so good. But we'd lift and go to Salty's Buffet – and they have everything there. Yeah. Desserts, fish, eggs, mac and cheese with lobster in it. Yeah. Like, dude, I was just eggs Benedict. Yeah. And then I'd, I, I remember going there and drinking milk with the meal. It's like, holy shit, dude. Bloated. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, point being, it can cause that unhealthy relationship with food. I yeah. think if you're doing too much robbing Peter to pay Paul, I call it, taking from one day to give it to the next day, it can cause some serious issues. Now, I do that to an extent. Like, uh, Friday – while they're listening to this, is my birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm going out to dinner for the first time in a long – I haven't been to dinner, dude. Since the team was in town? Yeah. Um, well, since COVID. I'm just thinking like five months now. Oh, 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 yeah. So we're going to El Gaucho, which is my favorite restaurant. Have you ever been there? Yeah, of course. So fucking going to good. Seattle or Tacoma? Tacoma. Yeah. Uh, I like the Tacoma one better. It's oh. uh, just the inside, the ambience. It reminds me of Gotham, like Batman. It's just like all brick. It's dark. There's like people with suits, like with light flashlights showing you the way. Sick. It's so dope in there. I don't know what it's going to be like now because of COVID, but um, we're going out to dinner. I know exactly what I'm going to order. I know I'm going to have a bottle of wine with dinner. So I'm like, okay, Thursday, I should probably cut back calories a little bit. And then if I overdo it too much, like if I end up getting dessert or something, Saturday, I'll pull back a little bit too. 
right? That's not a weekly thing. It's an occasion thing, yeah. right? Um, last weekend, we had a barbecue for my birthday and for Thomas's. Yeah. Sunday, I pulled back a little bit because I ate like four brats yeah. and tons of beer. And it's yeah. like, I'm going to pull back a little bit. But that's a healthy relationship to it where I don't restrict leading up to it. I, I fast the next day, one, because I'm not even hungry, and two, because I already had fun the night before, right? Versus restricting myself prior, which is going to lead to a binge because you're deprived going into yeah. it. Um, so I, I, I'm just not a fan. I think weekend warrior like strategies just can, they can work in theory, but I think theory and uh, application, totally different things. Um, and I worry about clients that do that too much. Super difficult too. Super difficult, man. Yeah. Cause you gotta be, and like you talk about, you work a lot during the week. Your food is your fuel to work, to think, to talk, to move. Like I know for me, like, uh, like some people like intermittent fasting cause it like makes them think smarter. Did I have to eat breakfast no, in the morning yeah. or I cannot function yeah. throughout the day? Um, part of that is also people get used to it. So people don't realize, but when they, they fast in the morning, they feel more productive because food bogs them down. Well, it's because in the morning, your cortisol is pretty high, which is a stress hormone that it's fight or flight. It's adrenaline starts increasing, right? Yeah. Um, if a saber tooth tiger was chasing you as a caveman, your, yeah. your cortisol goes up so you can run. Well, when you fast, you increase cortisol too. Yeah. So basically they're riding this cortisol wave and they're like, I'm so much more productive. And it's like, no, you're, you're like have a high on adrenaline and that only lasts so long before you burn out, you know? So not a fan in my opinion, but, um, it doesn't mean intermittent fasting can't work for some individuals who have a low stress lifestyle and, and it helps them adhere to a deficit because it does. And I have clients that do, um, but in general it can work if you're careful. I'm just not a fan. I know that was a long answer for that one, but I just, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. And this is why I recorded that podcast um, that hasn't aired yet, but being an evidence-based yeah. coach because it's it's not about just research because research would say, yeah, in theory that works, but experience and practical application says something different. You know what I mean? So taking the two and putting them together is what evidence-based is. For sure. That will record Monday. People listening to this. Air Monday. <clears throat> All right. So next question, it says uh, – Hi, Cody. First off, I love your podcast. Thanks for all the great info. It helps me a lot. I have been regular working out for two years and lifting regularly for eight months. I have seen good progress, but I have a question about some logistics. I have heard that Smith machines are basically useless compared to barbells with compound lifts. I currently belong to a gym that only has Smith machines. What would you recommend? Should I switch back to my gym with traditional squat racks? First off, just for my own knowledge, Smith machines are like squat racks that like guide it yeah okay they're like on those bars that it's like assisted yeah, kind yep, of. Yep, yep. Um, it basically just keeps in a straight line so here's here's one thing i would say is i don't think any fitness tool is useless you know like for a long time people were like yeah bosu balls are stupid you're like no, i could find use for a bosu ball i absolutely could um and those are those ones that are cut in half yep. you know that people would bounce on yep. and people do stupid shit on it but it doesn't make it useless um a smith machine doesn't have as much use as a barbell but, like, I love Smith machine, machine squats. Yeah. Machine. Uh, <laughs> Smith machine squats are great because you can really lean back into the bar and you can sit your ass to your heels and get a huge quad stretch yeah. without falling yeah. because you don't have to worry about falling. You can literally lean back and squat as low as you can without worrying about balance, which is great from a quad hypertrophy perspective. Now, if you came to me and you were like, I want to build my squat, we're not like, we're probably rarely ever going to Smith machine squat because you need to get under the bar and, and feel the load and the dis- disproportionate load and the functionality of having a bar on your back, you know, without guidance, but it doesn't mean it's useless. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer barbell over Smith machine because a barbell is going to give you a more natural bar path, a lot more variety too, a lot more variety and and the bar path is completely different. Like you can like a bent row on a Smith machine is very awkward because you have to bent, you have to create a bent over position that's aligned with the levers of the machine versus a barbell works with your levers. So biomechanically speaking, you have different lengths of femurs and a torso than me in your spine, meaning you're going to sit your hips back either not as far or farther than me, Depending. right? Your, yep. your torso is going to be either higher angled or lower angled than me because we're different yep. biomechanically. Barbell, it doesn't matter. We can both use it and it's going to work for us. Smith machine, you're kind of screwed in that sense. Um, same with bench press. It, it kind of makes the, the bar path weird for most people and not everybody's shoulder mechanics match up with the Smith machine. Um, that being said, I like Smith machine squats. I like Smith machine shrugs are great because, again, if, if it's a movement, like I just need to build tension. What kind of shrug? 
So just holding the bar and literally just shrugging oh, up with it. Yeah. It's way easier with smishing because you go super heavy. You can get in a good position, get a lot of tension in your traps. And when you're done, you just rack versus yep. having to deadlift it up. And, yep. um, so there's definitely use for it. But um, here, here's the deal. There's a use for everything. It just depends on how you want to use it, right? Everything can be used depending on the person's goals. If you came to me and your goal is not hypertrophy, there's not as much use for a Smith machine. I, the only time I use it is really for hypertrophy, which I don't use it because I don't have one. But the only times I would use it is like a high bent over row, a hip thrust is actually really good on a Smith machine, um, a uh, squat for hypertrophy on my quads. But any strength movements, I'm probably going with functional equipment like dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells. Um, but it doesn't mean you need to get a new gym. Like if that's the gym you have, use it. Like you should be training. That's the biggest thing. And you can use that gym to get to where you want to be no matter what. However, if you have an easy option to go somewhere else, definitely go somewhere else because most gyms have both, Yeah, you know, barbell and Smith machine. Yeah. You say there's, uh, there's ways to use anything, mm -hmm. but is there, you know, is there ways that you can't use a Smith machine? hundred percent. Yeah. There's, there's not many, there's, there's no, no, there's no ways you can't use a free bar. Yeah. No. There's more well, ways, about, I guess. there's more ways you can't use a Smith machine than there is can. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, and it's not even that you can't like, cause like uh, I wouldn't, right. So like you can use it for a bench press, but I probably wouldn't. Yeah. It's not that great. I, you can use it for an overhead press, but I probably wouldn't. The yeah. only time I ever use it for a bench press or a military press is when it's a female who is, uh, has struggles pressing the bar. Yeah. Cause even just the bar is hard for some women to press overhead or as a bench press. Um, but there's definitely ways you, you I don't want to say you can't because you can definitely do it in there, but okay, so I probably wouldn't. But at the same time, you can't do a curl. You literally can't do a curl because it's like, That's it only goes question. up. Yeah. That's so there's question. definitely, there's some exercise you can't do. Um, with a barbell, there's unless strength <laughs> yeah. or mobility is a limiting factor, like there's nothing you can't do. Like you, I mean, I guess even if you had horrible mobility and bad back pain, you could do a back squat, but it's going to fuck you up. Yeah. So I wouldn't, um, even if your biceps aren't strong enough, you can't do a barbell curl, but you could, if you were strong enough, yeah. like, so there's limiting factors, but could's the wrong word because you're trying to do things mechanically safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, much more versatile to have the barbell. Yeah, for sure. Good. Nice answer. I hope that helps you out, um, Tracy Khan. Somebody asked me who's oh, in here. The oh, other wait, wait, wait. She had a second follow-up question. Oh, that's quick. right. Also, I hurt, I hurt my back a while ago, uh, a while ago, doing deadlifts, and I'm scared to challenge myself with the weight. Would you say deadlifts are an essential lift to progress? No, I think that, I think if you, if your goal is just strength. I think you should deadlift. Yeah. Deadlifting is like the, to, in my opinion, it's the, it's the epitome of strength. How much weight can you lift off the floor? It's, it's a very, very nervous system demanding uh, lift, which strength is nervous system dominant. It's a neurological component. Um, but for hypertrophy, I know a lot of bodybuilders should never deadlift because it's not really a big, good muscle builder. Yeah. Like it, it kind of builds your back and kind of builds your glutes, kind of builds your like hamstrings, but if you're a bodybuilder, you're going to get more back development out of rows and pull downs. You're going to get more glute development out of hip thrusts and abductions. You're going to get more hamstring development out of RDLs and leg curls. Yep. So for a lot of bodybuilders who are doing high volume programs, it's one of those things where you really don't have to do it. It's kind of, uh, the, the fatigue to stimulus ratio is, is out of whack. So meaning the stimulus doesn't match the fatigue. The stimulus for growth is pretty low and the fatigue is pretty high. So you don't get a lot out of it when you're trying to build muscle, but for strength, the, the stimulus is very high. The fatigue is very high. So it's worth that fatigue. Um, heavy squats are better for, for building muscle because you do get that full range of motion. You can build a lot of muscle with squats, but I don't think a deadlift is mandatory. If your if your goal is physique development, I always deadlift, but it's because I also have a goal of getting stronger. And to me, there's just something we enjoy inside. We're talking about this on the podcast. We did. I just love deadlifting. Like there's just something about lifting a bar off the ground that just makes you feel badass. It's just a heavy bar and it's like you drop it and it's just loud as fuck. It's like, yes, it just feels good. It's like an ego thing. It's kind of fueling the ego, yeah. but, but it, in a competitive way with yourself, just, you know what I mean? Yeah. In a healthy Challenging. way. Exactly. It's just, it's just a hard fucking, it's grueling lift. Same reason why I like heavy squats. Um, partially because I couldn't do them for so long because of my knee. Yeah. So now that I can, I like, even when I'm like, fuck, this is a heavy squat day. Like I'm like. I love getting under that bar and knowing I did it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. This feels good. But I mean, I think that's same as like deadlifting, squat, and bench. Same concepts. Is that, correct me if I'm wrong. Those are the Olympic lifts. Uh, no, those are power lifts. Oh, power lifts. So the yeah. thing that doesn't really make sense about uh, so Olympic lifting is weightlifting. Okay. Weightlifting and powerlifting are two different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't really make sense because if you think about power, power is defined as a, as explosive movement, one to three reps of explosive stuff, yep. like throwing, sprinting, whatever. Olymp- like weightlifting is the snatch, clean and jerk. It's all explosive. Uh, You're yep. throwing the bar around, whereas powerlifting is like brute strength, slow lifting, which should be weightlifting. Interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? They should be completely switched. Um, but yeah, and, th- and that's, but those three I was saying are like rewarding. Yeah. Like those are the, the main, squat. yep. Those are the main power lifts that are, that are like kind of the big bang for your buck. But even in that sense, you could technically bodybuild very successfully without a barbell bench. I know for me, my chest develops better from dumbbell bench press because I can get my shoulders in a better position. I can get a better stretch. I can get a better contraction. So if I was like, I don't give a shit about how heavy I can bench. I would just do dumbbell bench yeah. all the time. It's better on my shoulders. I build more muscle from it. You could you could train with dumbbells and then do your one ma- one rep max with a bar like yeah. to see how quote unquote strong you, you are. could the the only thing I would say is that usually if you're trying to build your one rep max which is like something I'm trying to do right now is build my bench one rep max doing the actual like barbell movement builds the skill because okay. it's so neurological you, okay. you have to get used to it okay um, you'll still progress I remember a period of time where I had some shoulder stuff going on and I didn't barbell bench for like three months. And I came back and I benched more than I did before. So it does work, especially if it fixes an issue. But, but if you were to be doing barbell that whole time. I probably would be more. Bingo. Yeah. Um, I couldn't because of the shoulder issue. Yeah. Yep. But if I didn't have that shoulder issue, 100%. Yep. Um, but, but yeah. But at least you were more than what you would be because you were doing dumbbell. Exactly. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that was a good follow-up question from Tracy. We got one from Eric Roa. Uh, how do you figure out macros from for an obese client what are the main differences in the that process comparing an obese person to an average person um an obese like arguably i would say an obese person doesn't need carbohydrates as much because um they're so okay let's see when i work with an obese client my first thing is do we need to track macros yet because if somebody is truly obese there has to be bad habits that are causing that obesity, right? Yeah. So, hey, are you um, – I mean, do you have what – are, what are what's your health – like your lifestyle? Like, do you smoke cigarettes? Are you a drinker? Do you how, – how, what's your steps for the day, right? you play a lot of video games? Are you sitting in the car all day? Like, let's just make your lifestyle healthier. And then let's look at your foods. Okay, you're eating a fast food a lot. Okay, can we change that McDonald's to taco time? You know, like that's – taco time is not healthy, but it is healthier – than McDonald's and it's probably less calories yeah. right and then after that we'll switch coke to diet coke and then after that we'll switch to subway and then we'll switch to just home cooked meals you know what I mean eventually you'll be like okay now we should track macros because you've already lost 70 pounds and even you're plateauing if it, even if it's a six month uh, transition first month can you try and like you said coke to diet coke yeah can you even do that for one month yeah why throw a bunch of macros at them <laughs> if they can't you know <laughs> what I mean it, first off it's it's habit building yep I mean, I think that comes any, first. Absolutely. I think, and, and this is coming from somebody who uses, per, I personally use macros with a hundred percent of my clients. And I would say at tailored coaching method, we use macros with 95 to 99% of our clients. But if an obese cl- client came to tailored coaching method, exactly, we would have that one percentage yep. talking to somebody else. And I've worked with, I mean, I've had at least five people who have lost over a hundred pounds and none of them started with macros. You know what I mean? And even I would say like if we look at like how many clients that we work with started with macros, that percentage would be lower mm-hmm. because a lot of them we progress to tracking macros. Absolutely. And I think that's going to happen for the obese individual at some point. But it depend- at first – It depends on what stage of their pro- uh, journey. journey. Thank you. Yep. I 100% agree. I think that first you got to focus on habits um, and lifestyle and then – once you decide to work into macros, if somebody has a lot of fat to lose and we are going to use macros, I'm probably going to go with calories and protein and let them just eat whatever they want for carbs and fats yeah. because calories are really what's going to make the bigger difference. Protein is going to make a huge difference. Um, and then as far as what their main fuel source is between carbs and fat, it's not going to really matter because they have a lot of fat to lose. Therefore, they have a lot of stored energy. Their body needs to use that. 
So I don't want them stressing about having a high carb diet for more energy or anything. You have enough energy stored. That's what body fat is. It's stored calories, stored fat. So let's use that. Um, I would probably lean more on a aggressive diet with those people because they have so much stored energy that they can actually diet on lower calories pretty successfully if you've changed those habits. So a lot of times it's like, let's change the habits first, then let's put them on a pretty aggressive diet with small diet breaks here and there. Um, high protein, low carb, moderate fat. That's usually going to work pretty well with people because obese people can diet harder for longer than somebody like you or I, because more to lose. they have more to lose. Yeah. Um, and so that the health issues aren't as great. Um, now, if you go too aggressive for too long with no breaks, then that could cause some issues after the fact, metabolic adaptation. But or adherence. Or adherence issues, yeah. Um, but it's less likely to happen for sure. compared to somebody like us. Yeah. So that's how – I mean that's how I'd go about it. Probably habits first, then calories and protein. Um, and if you had to go into macros, it would probably be a low-carb, high-protein, moderate-fat diet. Yeah. I think it's wild. I'm not saying like the average person, but the, the above-average person that has – I mean I'm not saying 100 pounds, but even like – 40 pounds to lose, like how much just a little bit of a lifestyle change will take you down 20 pounds. It's crazy. They're just like, they're, they want to go into a diet or do more fitness or whatever, but do that after you do that. And you'll, it's insane how much you'll see a difference. Commit to more time. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. It comes down to people don't commit enough time. It, time and discipline. It is. Yeah. It, it takes discipline to commit to a long time period. Sure. Sure. But that's where people, they don't see, commit. Yeah. And that's where people see the biggest results. Bingo. 100%. All right. Uh, that was great. We'll uh, go to the next question. Um, uh, this one is, pa- I can't even pronounce this. Holy moly. Papa Guisi Pie. Po- what? <laughs> Let me try. Pop- uh, Papa Guisi Pie. Papa Guisi. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Papa Gessie Pie? Papa Gessie Pie. I have no idea. All right. That's a hard one. I, I think that's an Instagram name. I would, yeah. So it's probably something completely different or their name backwards or. They they say, I was looking to purchase one of your training ebooks and wanted you had your advice on which one to purchase. I trained an, on an upper lower body type split with two days of conditioning and looking at built for you ebook. Uh, my training is similar to Mike Matthews fr- from his bigger, leaner, stronger than that. I have been following for a few years and just wanted to branch out and try something new. Would appreciate your recommendation. Yeah. Um, my first recommendation is going to be actually to, like I know it's a shameless plug, but join the Taylor trainer. Like if you're going to buy an ebook for the same price, you could join the Taylor trainer and you're going to get consistent value out of it. Not that you won't out of the ebook, but it, there's just like, this is why we don't make it's not that we'll never do it again, but this is why we don't make training program ebooks as much, right? Because the Taylor trainer is so much more valuable. Yeah. You get an app that delivers your programs. It changes day to day, week to week, month to month. I have the power to update it as the weeks go on and research comes out. You have a group to ask me questions with. Like, I think it's just everything you preach, like uh, ebook is not tailored. It's not. No. And that's what I'm saying. Like this is literally, it's a personal trainer in your pocket. It's a yeah. perfect like slogan for it. Um, so I'd recommend I, that over anything, man. I guess you do say that when you say a personalized, uh, personal trainer because a personal trainer tailors your program. No. But it's a tailored personal program. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying a, a personal uh, personal trainer in your pocket doesn't, to me, doesn't emphasize the tailored part. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's because, I because mean, you, if you're in the tailored training, you can say, hey, to your coach, hey, I need – I need this and this, and you tailor it to whatever that's yeah. going on in their life. Or well, when you when you sign up for a program, you can choose from countless programs. So the first step is like, let's match the right program for you. Then you tell us how many days a week you want to lift, what days you want to lift on. Like we can tweak things like that. Um, and, and injuries or yeah, and we can kind of help some of those things as well. Um, obviously, the super super detailed stuff comes with hiring us as a coach. Correct. When you actually coach with us, uh, so we have a lot of people that do nutrition coaching and the tailor trainer, and that's where we can go in and like customized to the T. Um, but again, the Taylor trainer is less than two bucks a day. Like it's super cheap. Uh, it's cheaper than the first month is cheaper than any of the eBooks that I sell. Um, and it's consistent. That's the thing. It's like, it's constantly evolving. And once you get done with that program, you're already in a group that's holding you accountable to do the next program. Mm -hmm. Um, so my first recommendation would be that, um, my second recommendation, you, you mentioned built for you. That's my favorite ebook that we have because there's so much extra information in there. Like it's just a very educational book. 
Um, but, you know, since you're doing uh, the split you're doing, I don't know if I'd go up to that because you can do four days a week of built for you, but it's, it's built for six days. Mm-hmm. Like it's meant to be six days a week. You can adjust it to be four days as well. Um, or five. You could, but it kind of throws it off. That at that point, you'd be doing like upper, lower, upper, lower, upper. So three uppers with two lowers in one week, and then the next week would be three lowers, two uppers, which you could technically do. Okay. But ideally, you're doing upper, lower, upper, lower, upper, lower, six days a week, taking Sunday off. Gotcha. Um, because the frequency and the intensity is, is blended for that. Ah, yeah. Um, so if you wanted to stick with a four-day program, um, I love Functional Muscle. The classic program I have is just a really good foundational functional strength bodybuilding program like yep. it's just solid um and it, it's going to be a better transition from what you're currently doing to that but again like there's programs inside the Taylor trainer that i would recommend above those so um my recommendation to everybody is to jump on that it's just i was talking to a, a buddy of mine named andy mccloy uh yesterday on the phone and it was funny because i was complaining about the heat he lives in alabama he was humid. like he was like it's 108 and humid as hell here. I was yeah. like, all right, I don't have shit to complain about. Yeah. It's like, I, he was like, how hot's hot? I was like, man, it's hit like 81 today. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> it was 81, 82 yesterday. But, uh, which is hot for us. Yeah. But, um, but we, I, he was, we were just bullshitting about stuff and we were talking about business and I mentioned that and he was like, you sell it for how much? And I was like, 59 bucks a month. And he was just like, dude, that is way too cheap for what you're giving in there. There's so much value. And I was like, I know that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets that. But it was cool because this guy works with literally NFL players. His 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 job is fucking nuts. He actually takes, like, and I'm not exaggerating, like 14-year-olds and starts training them through middle school, through high school football, through college, and then they get signed in the NFL. Like, he's literally there the whole – it's crazy, dude. Wow. He's like the NFL coaching place in Alabama. And Alabama is like nuts for football. Nuts. Um, but – him saying that like that's so much value for fifty nine dollars that's insane you're doing that is really cool to hear. So people listening, it's an insane value. There's there's in my opinion it's the coolest thing ever. And this is actually one of the, the reasons we're doing three podcasts per week is I'm devoting more time to that. Like yeah. we're gonna make systems better, we're gonna make um, the processes better and easier to understand, easier to follow. Programming's gonna be more updated. Um, not that it isn't already, but I'd rather put you more value in there. You can always make it better, yeah. and we're not gonna charge more for that. Yeah. So. That would be my recommendation. That's dope. All right. Um, so we got that one. We got that. Um, all right. We got Krista Ann. How how does menopause affect weight loss in women? Cut and dry. Simple question. Yeah. Um, I don't want to overcomplicate this one, but, you know, and, and there's like, if, if you really, really want to dive in the weeds, there's some good like hormonal, um, I mean, Sam Miller always puts out a lot of good hormonal stuff. Um, good Sam, friend of mine. Sam Miller Science. Sam Miller Science. Um, and Lyle McDonald has a good book. I think it's called – I think it's literally called The Woman's Book. And it's like just female fitness, fat loss, menstrual cycle, like everything. Um, that. <laughs> it's a really good book. And it's like the most in-depth female fat loss book you can get literally. But um, if we look at like what's actually going on, there's going to be some – imbalances of certain hormones estrogen progesterone things like that and the female sex hormones kind of get out of whack sometimes testosterone can fluctuate too at that time for for women those have a direct effect on your thyroid and your metabolism so really if we boil it down in my opinion when women go through menopause usually it's just a metabolic slowdown like things are just moving a little bit slower they're a little bit less likely to build muscle they have a little bit more stress on their body internally and physiologically and because of that it just becomes harder to diet For sure. your body's more resistant you don't build muscle as fast you're not getting as much out of training um your adherence is worse because you're moody and you're stressed out more often and at the end of the day like your metabolism isn't running as fast so you probably have to go into a deeper deficit which is going to affect the stress and the physiological side and the adherence and all those things too because it's harder. Yeah. Um, and then not seeing your body change is frustrating, which makes it even harder to adhere to. So I think it's – it's if we really look at what's going on, like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going through menopause. I can't lose weight. Not the case. You absolutely can. It will be more difficult. I'm not going to sh- sugarcoat that. But it's typically because sex hormones kind of get out of whack. Thyroid metabolism could potentially slow down and you might have to deficit – drop into a bigger deficit making it harder to do. And adherence just kind of suffers. Yeah. Damn. But 
That's what I would say. Fighting against it, but you can do it. It's tough. But, yep, that's it. All right. Um, Hannah Look Gower, how quickly do you typically – how quickly do you typically increase daily protein intake for people who are way under eating protein? Was that look hyphen something? Yeah. No. Just ha- yeah. There's no hyphens. It's uh, Hannah look Gower. Two words. Three. Okay. But like look, look like, Gower. Like I think I for some reason Hannah look is a very familiar name. But I'm like, oh, did you get married? Did you get a new name? Um, congrats if you did. Uh, so what I would do here, and like I'm the type that says let's just do it immediately. To me, there's no reason to – like if I'm – I guess you could look at it two ways. One, if you want to – some coaches feel like they need to be adjusting things constantly. So if that's you and you feel like your client feels like they need to see a change during your updates or else it's like what are they doing, then I would say inch up by like 20 grams every two weeks. You know, bump up 20 grams protein, wait two weeks. Bump up 20 grams, wait two weeks. Um, for me personally, I have no insecurity about not adjusting a diet. If I have a client and they check in and things are going well – I will not change a damn thing. I had a, I had a person that I just had this conversation with uh, last week or this week, and we haven't touched anything in eight weeks. And he was like, I feel like we need to be doing something. I'm like, dude, you've lost a half to a full kilogram, which is one to two pounds every single week for the last like eight or nine weeks. Damn. Yeah. Why would we touch anything? It's yeah. working. <laughs> like, let's just leave it. Um, so me being that way, I don't worry about it. And what I typically do is just bump it up right away. So if I have somebody who's consuming... 80 grams protein. I know they need 150. I'm just going to bump it up right away and I'm going to let them know, Hey, I don't expect you to hit this overnight. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some weeks to track, adjust, plan, and like learn how to hit this higher protein intake. But we're going to bump this up right away. So you can see the standard of like where you should be and where you're not so that you can have that motivation to keep working up until you get there. For sure. Uh, I see no reason to baby that process. Like, and, and even if they went from 80 to 150 overnight and they just made the change and did it, they might experience some bloating for a few days, maybe a week because they're just eating more food. But then their the thermic effect is going to kick up. Their digestion is going to kick up. Metabolism is going to kick out. They're going to be fine. They're not going to gain weight. They'll probably lose weight because you're burning more calories from eating more protein. Um, so it's not something I would really worry about. I have, I've had people like double their protein intake and lose weight. You know what I mean? It's not – protein not going to store as fat. Yeah. So I would just bump it up. Right away. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We got next question from Emily Shoup tips for how to make Nordic ham rays more effective at home. Just do the negative. I tell this to a lot of people. Um, the concentric of a true strict glute ham rays or of the Nordic ham rays is very hard. Uh, it's, that's the hardest part of the lift. So what I tell people, pin your legs like you're supposed to with the Nordic ham curl Squeeze your butt, pull your ribcage down, control the negative as slow as you possibly can, and then either literally just crawl back up or do an explosive push-up so you're pushing off the ground to let yourself get back up. Or if you have something to attach a band to behind you, you can attach a band behind you, hold it around your head, kind of like you're doing like a cable crunch, and it'll assist you up because as you do the hamstring curl, it's pulling you back up. So you can do that to get some assistance. Um, I like the push-up version better just because some bands can be wonky, but... Um, in general, I always tell people like, just control the negative as slow as you can. It's, it's more beneficial from that standpoint anyway. And then once you build strength from doing the negative, you can try to do some like push up assisted, um, raises and then eventually you'll be able to just do them for sure. So, all right. Uh, I got a couple more here. Um, from Raul Rodriguez, any recommendations, rest periods or any recommended rest periods for optimization also for someone with time of an essence, how long between sets to give yourself? Um, I always say at least a minute, but upwards of five. So it kind of depends on what you're doing. I personally think like after five minutes, I start to get kind of stiff, cold. Um, in studies that won't say that, like five minutes fine, six minutes fine, doesn't matter. Um, a lot of studies show a decline in performance when you start resting below three minutes. Mm-hmm depending on what you're doing. Now, if you're doing a superset, if you go from doing a push-up to an inverted row or a curl to a tricep extension, leg extension to leg curl, you can have 30 seconds or less in between because they're they're 
antagonist, right? Yeah. They're opposite muscle groups doing opposite things. One's curling, one's extending. So you can do those back to back and then take some time between just to let fatigue and your heart rate calm down. Um, but in general, I always say like, usually if it's accessory one to two m- minutes, if it's a compound lift, at least two minutes upwards of five, because a little bit more rest time is actually going to allow you to lift heavier, lift better and be more efficient. So less likely of getting injured during the compound lift. For sure. Um, but if time is, is of concern to you, like keep everything between one and three minutes and I think you'd be golden. Yep. And I would superset a bunch of stuff. When I have a client that's busy, we're doing supersets all the time because supersets are going to make it so you can just kind of go through things quicker. Um, versus like if I'm doing, you know, like a lunge and then a hip thrust and then a leg extension and then a leg curl, I'm, I'm taking time between each set. It's going to take me longer versus if I did a lunge and a hip thrust and one superset with one minute between each, I'm going to get through that quicker. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. All right. Um, this is wild. What? This name. <laughs> Anayansi Vasquez de Honte. De Hunt. I think you did pretty good. Uh, I would like to focus on overall fat reduction and toning on mainly arms, waist, thighs, and hips. Which, What is a recommended split for exercises to follow and programs to start with under True Coach app you recommend? Mm. So fat reduction and toning of arms, waist, thighs, and hips. Calorie deficit. Calorie deficit. Calorie deficit. I mean, t- to tone means you're losing fat because if you're toning something, you're you're losing fat so you can reveal muscle. Like usually people say tone. They want to have a leaner, like firmer, tighter look. It requires burning fat in order to get that, not necessarily anything else. So you need a calorie deficit, mm-hmm. right? So um, I would say follow the diet. That's the biggest thing. Um, you want to follow a program that is like broad general strength training with um, an emphasis on building muscle um, across the board, balance, like not any, like you don't need an arm program. You need an all around strength program, yeah. completely balanced. So I'm assuming she's in the tailored trainer based on the way that question was. Um, I would, uh, I would go with, if you're a beginner, I would go with foundations, which is a four day split. It's like a strength hypertrophy four day, just very simple, basic progressive program, which is a really good starter program. Um, if you've been training a while, I would go with conjugate method, uh, modified conjugate method for, for females. Um, for anybody who's listening, that's an advance. I'd probably go with like the female physique program cause it's five days a week. But I think, I think for you, uh, was it Anna Nancy? And yep. I would go with, um, the female conjugate or foundations foundations. If you're brand new to lifting and you haven't done a lot of strength training. Um, and then after that you can progress. That's an eight week program. You can progress to conjugate, which is a 16 week program. There we go. Boom. All right, we got one more question. It's from Amy Boo. Um, she says, "What website do you use to check supplement rates?" I heard it is, I heard it on the podcast multiple times, but forgot. Anyway, I love your progress and your positive vibe and energy. Oh, well, I love you too. I uh, <laughs> I actually I didn't think I put this one in here because I sent her an email um, oh. with a link to it. But labdoor.com is what I use. Um, I would recommend labdoor.com and examine to everybody. Um, Brandon writes for examine as well, but examine is like the best place to learn anything about supplements. And labdoor is the best place to, um, like vet supplements before you buy them. Cause it gives you rankings of like purity, quality, um, sourcing, um, like is the label accurate, like all yeah. that stuff. Super helpful. Labdoor. Labdoor.com. Nice. That's wrap. All right. Yeah, guys. Uh, keep sending in the questions and, uh, there's a link. To fill out a form if you have any questions. I always want to put that reminder out so people know. Yep. Um, Remember, we're going to uh, three podcasts a week next week. Yep. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. uh, We'll see you then. And uh, I already forget his name, but we announced you at the beginning. McCain. McCain. I think it was M. M. Cain. M. Cain. Email us. We want to send you a shirt. And on that note, see ya. We're out. (laughs) Before I let you go. I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, 
head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the nutrition hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.